Hi, my name is Beth, and I am the host of the Seeking Light podcast. In a world that presents us with growth and challenges, there is tremendous light. And this podcast is a source of light through scriptural insights that I have gained through the years. Come join me as I share light in a world that can sometimes be confusing. Hey, everybody. Thank you for jumping on today's podcast. Um, As you can see, last week was a little tricky. I released one on Wednesday instead of Tuesday. And um, just in the start of the year, sometimes you set up um, podcast interviews and they just, things come up, people get sick, cancellations. And so it's tricky to try to always make sure that I've got that Friday out and I rarely miss, but on this last Friday, I wasn't able to get out a, one of my podcast interviews, but I'm super excited because this week I have three interviews that I'm going to be doing and they're going to be amazing podcasts. I'm really excited about my conversation with each of these people and, um, kind of share with you a little bit about how they are spreading light and seeking light in their lives and what they're doing with different aspects of their life. So I'm really excited to get those launched for the rest of this month of January and heading into um, February. So stay tuned for that. And thank you so much for sticking with me. Um, So I have this little issue that I've dealt with (laughs) for several years now. Well, gosh, I don't know, three years, maybe. I don't know. So I'm going to be 50 this year, as I've mentioned. And one of the things I've been going through, sorry, TMI, but perimenopause, I'm in perimenopause, I'm in the process of menopause. And one of the effects that it's had on me personally is uh, my sleeping problems. And so I will literally wake up at 12, one in the morning, and I will be up until six, six 30. I'll be up all night and I can't go back to bed. I have, I'll lay for hour, two hours in the bed, just trying to toss and turn. And, um, I've tried sleeping medication. I've tried, um, supplements and I've tried hormones. Um, it's just a really tricky balance that I'm still trying to figure out. And so this last three days, four days, I've pretty much been up all night in the night. So last night though, it was shorter it was like, I woke up around 12 and I went, I was really able to go back to sleep around three thirty, four o'clock in the morning. So that's really good. But a couple nights ago when I was up from one to six thirty AM, I got a lot of stuff done. I was working on presentations and I was working on a booklet that my sister-in-law and I are doing for this women's retreat we're doing. And I happened to just start listening. Um, I finished reading the Book of Mormon again that night, which was super awesome. And I restarted again a couple days ago. And so anyway, while I was up, I was listening to this really awesome series um, on YouTube. Uh, It's people that are members of our church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And they're just sharing different insights on how to better ourselves and hurdles to overcome and ways to unite in love and light with each other. Just really positive, great conference. It was in Utah. 
And people that I listen to on podcasts, they happen to go and present at this conference. And so I was just watching several talks, several presentations. And one of the presentations I was watching in the night was um, that th this person brought up this really awesome concept that got my mind just going. So I was able to work on writing a podcast as I listened to what she said. And she said, because <clears throat> one of her things was, you know, there's a lot of people that are struggling right now to stay in the church. And, you know, there's so many dynamics and such a vast description when you talk about the church. And she said, you know, I kind of like to um, compare the body of the church to a Thanksgiving dinner. And so anyway, she brought up her idea of it. And maybe she's talked about it more somewhere else. I don't know. But I immediately got on my Google notes and just started writing things down because a whole bunch of thoughts came to me. And so today's podcast is just how we all have can say that we've probably been in meetings or wards where we struggle with different personalities. We've served with different personalities and we have a hard time with them or um, we've been neighbors with people in our ward that we struggle with. I mean, there's all types of different dynamics and, but the savior, um, we've been asked to, you know, be one. And if you're not one, you're not mine. And, and come follow me. They, I love, they, I, I pulled this quote from it. It says the apostle Paul understood this principle when he compared the early church to the body of Christ. He taught for by one spirit, we are all baptized into one body. So that kind of goes with what I was saying that if you're not if, if you're not one, you're not mine. We are all baptized by one spirit and we are one body. We're Paul is trying, is comparing us to becoming the body of Christ, right? Meaning that when we join the church, we are added to and function like a critical part of a body. Each of us has unique talents, gifts, and abilities that make us crucial to the work. That's true. Whether we're from Boston to Buenos Aires, whether we are old, young, single, married, widowed, divorced from a part member family, childless, or have a house full of kids, whoever you are, wherever you are, you are a valuable member of the body of Christ. So with that thought and thinking about um, another concept, I'm going to talk about the Thanksgiving dinner, but before I do, I've thought a lot about an orchestra or um, a choir and in order, like, could you, I mean, I mean, you've heard this probably before, but could you imagine going to um, uh, a band concert or an orchestra concert and hearing one instrument the whole time? It would be really, really boring. And what's beautiful is, is that we're all so different. We all have so many gifts. We all have so many different talents and we're in so many different parts of our lives and we all have something to offer. And that's what's beautiful about a symphony, an orchestra, a band concert, or a choir is every voice beautifies the, the performance. And um, so going back to the Thanksgiving dinner, the thing that she brought up is, you know, we all come together. And what I kind of added to it, and again, I haven't heard her describe it more, but um what I kind of added to it was, you know, we 
I want you to think about your history of Thanksgiving dinners. I know for Matt and I, there have been times where we've traveled quite a far distance to do a Thanksgiving dinner. We've traveled to Utah. We've traveled to California. We've traveled to Washington. Um, we have made a long distance travel and think about when you're gathering with your family or you're gathering with friends, you know, how far we all travel. When we're traveling, some of us arrive early, some of us arrive late. And just like in the gospel, we are all coming from a different place as we come to the gospel of Jesus Christ. As we come to church, we are coming from a different experience in our lives. And some of us arrive early, some of us arrive late. I was born under the in the co- under the covenant. My parents were sealed when they got married in the Salt Lake City Temple. So I was born in the covenant. Now I have friends that weren't, that they came to the gospel as teenagers or in their 20s or 30s. And so some of us come early because some of us come late. Um, we come from different background experiences. You know, my Thanksgiving dinners growing up, we would dress up. My mom and dad would usually invite different people from our ward or friend, their friends. And, you know, they'd be prepping and working on it. And we'd all have to clean the house and getting everything ready in preparation for them to come. And everybody came with a different experience of a Thanksgiving dinner. Some didn't dress up. Some just came more casual. Um, there's different experiences that you and I have had that bring us to the gospel, right? Um, one of my dear friends, she was baptized when she was younger, married, but then she went inactive. But when her son-in-law died in a car accident, her experience was having a, at the time it was a visiting teaching sister, come to her house many times regularly And finally, when he passed away, she asked her the question, what's next? What happens? And because of that visiting teacher's consistency and her experience of being faithful and true and and visiting her, going to her regularly, even though she wasn't active, that allowed for my friend to return to the gospel and still remain faithful. And she's in her 70s now. And so we all come with different experiences. And that's just like a Thanksgiving dinner. We all come with different ideas of how a Thanksgiving dinner should look. Some people don't have turkey and ham. Some people do seafood. Some people do steak. Um, We all have a different experience. Okay, then with a Thanksgiving dinner, we're all given different assignments, right? So when I go to a Thanksgiving dinner, I'll reach out to my mom or my mother-in-law And I'll be like, okay, what do you want me to bring? And usually I bring like, um, I make sweet potato souffle. I bring a pretzel salad. I bring an orange lemon jello salad. Um, I'll help with the green bean casserole. Um, So everybody's asked to do different things. My sister-in-laws are incredible at pies and dinner rolls. And, um, you know, people bring drinks. People bring ice cream. Um, People also help bring appetizers, right? So just like in a Thanksgiving dinner, we're all given different assignments and we bring it. We might experience serving or being with somebody that brings something to that that calling or that meeting that we don't really like, right? 
that frustrates us or makes us feel uncomfortable. And yet there is a purpose for everything that's contributed from the assignment of bringing something. And I want to just share with you, um, like when I was a child, my mom and dad, we lived in Burley, Idaho, and we had a huge playroom down in the basement. It was a long, really long playroom. It, I know as an adult, if I walked in that room, it would probably appear to me pretty normal. But as a child, it was huge. And my mom and dad, one time they hosted my dad's side of the family all down there. Everybody came and we had Thanksgiving dinner in that basement. And um, my mom and dad told me that I had to try the sweet potatoes. And I was dry heaving, like I was going to throw up. I couldn't believe I had to eat them. And so all of my childhood, early to my early 20s, I would never eat sweet potato. Never. Like it grossed me out. The texture, the feel, I just couldn't stand them. Well, when I was serving in a calling, we had asked, we had, there was this gourmet club of women that were in our stake that met uh, regularly and would cook different meals. And as a Stake Relief Society presidency, we asked them if they would, we provided the money and would they make certain recipes for this big dinner we were having for all the women. And one of the things that they made for everybody was sweet potato souffle. And my friend Holly, she had the recipe. It was something that they'd passed down in their family. And I tried it just out of curiosity because it looked so good that I thought I'm going to take a bite. I was in my thirties maybe early forties. And I want you to know that because of the experience of eating that sweet potato souffle, I literally, that's what I bring. I bring that to Thanksgiving dinner because over time I tested it again and accepted that it was good. It was delicious. I wasn't going to dry heave. And so sometimes in life, as we go through different experiences in the gospel, we might have somebody that brings something with their personality or with their skills that we're really averse to, just like I was averse to sweet potatoes. But over time, as we have different experiences and we grow and we try to become one in Christ and become a body of Christ, we can then warm up to that thought of, this is good. I'm grateful for these this person's talents and gifts. I'm grateful that they bring something different to the table than me. And that's just like with me, coming to love sweet potato souffle after years of hating it and thinking it was so gross, my mind was changed. My heart was softened. Um, I enjoyed it. And so as we go out into our wards, um, into the experiences we have as in our local churches, you know, what are we doing to enrich those, uh, those, moments that we have with other people that might be more frustrating. Like some people I know don't like cranberry sauce. I love cranberry sauce. So when I eat my turkey and my mashed potatoes and my stuffing, I want to put a little bit of cranberry sauce with it. So just like this analogy of the body of the church, sometimes being like a Thanksgiving dinner, somebody that might be in your ward might be a cranberry sauce. And you really don't like that. You don't enjoy that. Um, this weekend I was having a conversation with my kids and I was trying to share with them how, you know, 
just because we think how we talk or communicate is the best way. There's so much we can learn when we're with different people from different styles of like learning and teaching. And I shared with them how I had served with a bishop in a former ward who just was a very, his, his way, his style of communication was very, very different. And it frustrated me because I'd be like, okay, here we go. Boom, boom, boom. And I wanted to move really fast, but he tended to process things much slower and take his time and really think. So I remember the spirit teaching me, the thought came to me, just be quiet, just listen, stop talking. And I did. And I learned so much from him and I did. I just stopped talking. I got quiet. I let it be uncomfortable while we sat in silence and I waited to let him explain what he was trying to say because he was an engineer by trade and he just did things differently. But over time, I truly grew to appreciate him and be grateful for all that he taught me and how he helped me to be a better leader. And if I hadn't listened to the spirit and, um, been patient and tried to see another way, I would have still thought that, you know, using symbolically that sweet potatoes were not good, (laughs) that only the mashed potatoes were good. So if I had served with a different leader, it would be so much better. You know, I hope this is all making sense. I don't know in the night, maybe it's kind of crazy because I was up, like I said, all in the night working on different things. Maybe these things sound all crazy to you, but what I love is We can all bring something to the table and it doesn't have to be the same. And we're all coming at different times. We're coming from different locations, We're coming from different experiences in our lives. And we can enrich everyone and we can become more like Jesus Christ. And the great thing is, is we get to choose. We get to choose if we're going to hold on to, I don't like how that person talks, or I don't like how that person teaches, or I don't like how that person runs their organize runs the organization, or I don't like how that leader handled that. Okay. You can, we can do that. And we have that agency to choose. But as we have been asked to become the body of Christ, we need to do our very best to see, have compassion, see another person's way, be patient, learn all those traits that the Savior has. Elder D. Todd Christofferson gave a great talk called One in Christ in 2023. And he said, in our extremely contentious world, how can we, how can unity be achieved, especially in the church where we have to, okay, wait, I, I jumped up, sorry, where we are to have one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Paul gives us the key. He said, quote, for as many of you as have been baptized in Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female for ye are all one in Christ. We are too diverse and at times too discordant to be able to come together as one on any other basis or under any other name. Only in Jesus Christ can we truly become one. Becoming one in Christ happens one by one. We each begin with ourselves. We are dual beings of flesh and spirit and are sometimes at war within ourselves. So I love this last part. I feel like it kind of wraps up the whole thought of Thanksgiving dinner and how that's symbolic to us as members of the church. 
Only in Jesus Christ can we truly become one. And it happens and by one by one, and it begins with us individually by ourselves. And we can decide, okay, how am I going to react to this? How am I going to behave? How am I going to respond to this? And just like, I know you've probably gone to a Thanksgiving dinner where a friend or a family member or somebody bothers you, annoys you, you struggle with them. There's a way to find good in others. There's a way to not let the discord as Elder Christofferson talked about, like in the contentious world that we live in, how do you achieve one faith, one Lord, one baptism? It's beginning with yourself, deciding that for yourself, you are going to try your very best to be like Jesus Christ. And being a part of the body of Christ, which is the church, it sometimes takes effort and work that is not easy and could take years. I mean, think about the sweet potato souffle. I think my mom or dad had me take those bites of it when I was like eight or nine years old. And it took me till my late thirties, early forties before I literally found that I, I just needed to try a different recipe. I just needed to try sweet potato souffle and get, you know, it enriched my life to give it another shot. I'm just grateful that we have these um, experiences and I'm grateful that I was up in the night. I I got a lot done, <laughs> but I'm grateful that I heard that analogy because it helps me to just keep remembering that we're all trying our best. We're all coming from different backgrounds, different experiences, different struggles, different joys, different happiness, different and we've all are trying to come together, just like at a Thanksgiving dinner, we're all bringing different assigned, assigned foods, we're serving, we're trying to do everything we can. And we need to be patient, we need to have faith, we need to try and be humble. And remember, it's one by one. That's how we become more like Jesus Christ is individually working on ourselves and focusing on his traits. Thank you so much for listening. I hope all of you have a wonderful week. I am so grateful that you listened to my latest podcast. Please share these episodes with your family and friends. I look forward to being with you again soon. Have a great day.